welcome to This Versus That, Making Wedding Decisions with Kelly McWilliams. This podcast is for you if you're making a wedding decision and want to know what to consider before saying I do to all the things that will make your wedding experience a great one. I'm your host, Kelly McWilliams, and I'm so glad to be a part of your wedding planning journey. In each episode, you can count on me and my expert wedding co-hosts to give you everything it takes to make the best decisions for the wedding that you're dreaming of. Guess what? This is probably one of the decisions that you don't need to make because most wedding photographers shoot digital these days. However, if you have a special thing in your heart for photography and want to like really dive into the best available out there, for maybe many different reasons, then you should absolutely put film into one of the things that you consider on your list of uh, pros and cons or benefits and um, budget considerations when it comes to your wedding photography. For that reason, I wanted to make sure I had a true expert on for this episode. When I first started planning weddings, it was only film photography. There was no one doing digital yet, but it was just a few years later that it was introduced and it didn't take long for it to fully take off that everyone was just doing digital. So now there are photographers who have stuck with film the whole time and there are photographers who started digital and now are introducing film And there are some that were film, went digital, and went back to film again. No matter what, uh, there are some actual, like, great reasons to do one or the other. And so for that reason, I brought on my friend, Liz Benfield, who is a phenomenal photographer, who when I did my first wedding with her, it was because the client very much wanted that very traditional looking image. I'm going to be honest with you and tell you, I can barely tell the difference, but they're like, and when I'm actually looking at the image, I can say I can barely tell the difference, but the images you get are different because someone who is shooting with film has a different sense. I I don't know how to explain it. You can tell when you're working with a film photographer that they think They are thinking differently in that moment because every single time they push that button on there, they don't know necessarily what they're getting. It's very, it's very different. I'm going to let Liz explain all this. Let me tell you about my friend, Liz Banfield. She's a 20-year veteran in the wedding industry, and she pioneered the documentary style that has become standard in wedding day coverage. She is known for capturing authentic, genuine moments while making sure everyone has a great time doing it. Her cinematic style attracts sophisticated couples looking for highly personalized coverage of their weddings. Liz is recognized as one of the best photographers in the world, according to Harper's Bazaar, Martha Stewart Weddings, and Brides Magazine. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to my dear friend, Liz Banfield. I'm so excited for this one. I know, I say that every time, but here we go. Liz 
Banfield. I am so excited that you're doing this episode with me. You don't have, I mean, you really, you don't know how excited I am because I think that you may have been the first destination photographer that I had come to do my wedding from somewhere else who did provide film and digital. So it's like, for me, it's like bringing back a little memory. (laughs) That was a great wedding. It was so good. And we were busy that weekend. That was a lot of wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Multiple. Yes. Multiple parties. There were multiple ceremonies. Right. That too. I forgot about that. Yeah. 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 It was a long weekend. A lot of parties (laughs) and a lot of ceremonies. So much fun. um, So I've already told everyone about your business and how long you've been doing it and all that jazz. But I would love for you to be able to just talk for a moment about what makes you an expert on film versus digital? And I really do feel like you're truly an expert at this. Well, um, for starters, uh, when I when I first became a professional photographer 22 years ago, there was only film. <laughs> so I've been a part of the whole evolution um, from the days when film was it uh, to the first days of digital um, until now, and so. I, I know film, you know, like it's an old, old friend, you know, for Mm -hmm. me, film is, is really part of how I learned to shoot, how I learned to capture. Um, And I think, in fact, uh, there are photographers who learn on digital who kind of approach photography a little bit differently, because they can just shoot, 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 you know, and for me, you know, to take a bad picture, there was always a little pain involved because I, (laughs) there was a financial uh, consequence for taking a bad picture. So Mm -hmm. I think in those early days, it was really like good training because you had to be so observant and make sure you're getting a good shot and not just a shot, you know? Right. So let me explain to everyone, because for those who are listening, who never have had the opportunity or thought about the opportunity of film, what you're speaking to. So when someone is a photographer is shooting with film, they have to go purchase the actual film and they're limited to the number of frames within that film. (laughs) So back in the day, what they brought with them was what they had available to take. And everyone, it's not like digital where you can just shoot 5,000 images and just keep the shutter down you really had to think out if i'm correct me if i'm wrong every single image that you took that it was going to be like you get this opportunity and that's that's it like there's not 20 images per moment happening you get one so and then you were saying about the financial cost of it you had to purchase the film first and then you had to have it developed yeah. So you had to send it out somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so this is my first big question, and I really don't know this. When you send film out to, to, to a lab, mm-hmm. do you still edit it afterwards or no? Yeah. And that has changed over time. Back when it was all digital, um, it was different. But now what my lab does is they develop the film. So like you say, I, I purchase film, which is a physical thing. I put it in a camera. <laughs> it exposes the film. I can't see it, though, as someone who's been shooting 
my whole life. I see it in my brain. I kind of see it there, but um, mm-hmm. I can't see it right away. And then I send the film when it's done to the lab, they develop it and then they actually scan it right away. So the first time that I see the pictures, um, I see them on the computer, just like the digital. Uh, But yeah, so that's okay. Yeah. The old in the olden days, I used to get like contact sheets or prints. And that was the only way to see it. But um, but in this day and age, the, the workflow is similar. So I can noodle with a digital or with a film shot that's been scanned. Okay. Okay. So that's, that's first the most, uh, that's the technical part difference between the the two. Am Mm -hmm. I correct? Um, just in the, the, the process of a film photographer versus just the logistical part of that piece. Mm -hmm. Um, but let's talk about the differences between film and digital images like Mm -hmm. what is it that people are looking at and why one might be better than the other if that's even the case because maybe you're gonna tell me it's not yeah I I feel like a film has a certain look it's a bit of an apples and oranges scenario they're both images um film a lot of the choices that you make when you pick a certain film and the way that you expose it influence how that image turns out. And so, um, you know, I might pick a film like a Kodak film or Fuji film, and it has like certain qualities. And so the work will already, without any editing, feel a certain way because those different films are made by different manufacturers. They come in different kind of flavors of their own. Oh, um, okay. So there's a lot of different films. So even when you look at film photographers, you're probably looking at different kinds of films. And that's, so that's like a creative part of the choice in terms of the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot more goes into sort of the upfront and then less on the back end. Whereas digital, uh, you take this, what's called a raw image, which is just like, you know, the computer capture, if you will. And Mm -hmm. then you add things and effects, you know, for the most part, a lot of photographers try and make their digital look like film. (laughs) So they're taking, they're taking these digital captures and um, trying to emulate film by, let's say one of the big differences I'd say between the two is um, grain. So when you look at an image, um, the grain is, feels a certain way and that's why it looks different. And so when people shoot digital and want it to look like film, they're going to add grain, which is just like, Uh. like a little bit of texture. Um, and I used to tell people when, when digital first came along and people were really not understanding, you know, either. Um, Mm -hmm. I used to tell people that film on a macro level, like really zoomed in on film, it is like cotton balls, right? So they're kind of round and soft and irregular and digital are squares. They're Legos. Got it. Oh, that's a great way to put it. So when you get really, 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 really close, 
that's what you're seeing. So when a, a digital photographer wants their pictures to look more like film, they're going to add grain, they're going to add softness, they're going to add just some some texture, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's um, you know that's definitely a big difference between the two. So when if someone were to look at your let's let's I'm just gonna I think it's easiest first to like put a, a client in your in or coming from a client's perspective, looking at your work, mm-hmm. you should, do you still shoot mostly in film and then just like maybe have some digital just in case, or do you only do film? So I, I'm now a hybrid. It took me okay. a while to fall in love with digital. Um, and because I think when it first came out, it just wasn't any good. And so I just didn't, uh. didn't like it. And then, um, but now I approach it as what's the best tool for this situation. Um, And I think there, the rule of thumb that usually works for me is when the light is really good. I, I think that film's the better tool. I think film looks, it looks better. It has more atmosphere. Just the way it captures light um, is so beautiful. But when the when the light is not good, I think my lucky stars for digital. <laughs> I mean, having been doing this so long, I mm-hmm. just um, just marvel at what it can do, especially in low light. It, it 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 just can it can go places that film just never really could. And oh. so, um, like one time, I got. Uh, a, a ceremony was running late. They were planning for sunset. Um, mm-hmm. By the time we got to the beach, the sun was not set. It had, you know, long gone. But digital, I was really able to pull out some some great images that just wouldn't have been possible with film. So um, that's kind of my rule of thumb. Thumb that the mm-hmm. that when the light is good, I kind of lean more on. Uh, the film. And then when the light is like not so good uh, in certainly in dark, um, you know, sanctuaries or receptions, I think, you know, digital can be a great tool. So I just sort of look at the situation uh, and judge what I think is going to be best. Is that something that clients should ask people, ask photographers when they're reaching out to them if they should, if they do shoot both, like let's say they really love the work of and the the images that are film, is that something they should be asking photographers? Do you also shoot digital? I think so. And I think that they should make sure they see how a photographer captures a day, the whole day. Okay. Yeah. I recommend that as well. Yeah. Because you just can't judge everything by when the light's perfect, you know, and the Mm -hmm. light is great. You really need to look at, and that's, you know, a skill that an experienced photographer can bring to things is how to work with sort of the unpredictable factors on the wedding day or even predictable, you know, some, some ballrooms are really dark and, you know, a few tea lights is just not going to do it. And um, (laughs) so you have to work with someone who really understands how to make that work. Um, The other thing I've 
heard is that a lot of film photographers who are, you know, really like 90% film um, mm. sometimes insist on bringing in a light for the reception. Oh, and okay. This can be a little bit jarring. Um, now, sometimes a videographer will have a light for the first dance and I am all about cheating off that light. Um, but you don't want to have like a bright light shining through your reception so that a film photographer can have enough light to get what they need. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, I'm so with you in that because I'm that person, even like I'm not the guest or the client, but I'm that person that's like, do you really have to have these two lights in here? Because I set up this whole mood (laughs) and these lights don't fit into that mood as, you know, as a designer. So I'm, I'm glad that you appreciate and take advantage of the videographers when that's at all possible. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. So Anyway, my point being that you should really uh, make sure, yes, as a client, I think you should ask what that whole day is going to look like. And each photographer is going to have a different kind of mix as to when when they pull out a digital um, and when they shoot film. So just make sure, I guess, that you're understanding what's what. Um, when you look at my portfolio, um, 80 to 90% of the shots you see that were taken during daylight were taken with film and the same 80 to 90% of the sort of nighttime shots were taken with digital. And, um, that would be very obvious. Like if a client asked me that I could kind of point that out to them. And I do, and I do a lot to make sure that that digital feels like film. So it's not like a, a jarring transition. Um, but if, if a client wanted to understand how it was going to be uh, approached for their wedding, that would be a good question to ask. What would someone be drawn to or what is it that they should be looking for or a reason why someone would want film versus digital? Is it because of what you said that it's like more of a soft feel to the images that they might feel a little bit more classic is that is that really what it is you know there are a lot of intangibles it's hard to put actual qualities to it but i'm going to mm-hmm. say that the ability of film to capture atmosphere is really unprecedented. I don't know. It, okay. you know the, the ability for film to capture sort of skin tones, atmosphere, um, beautiful sunlight, the way that it holds detail um, is so uh, unique to film that mm-hmm. I find clients don't really want to know that technical. They just want their pictures to feel like the pictures that I'm showing on my website. Right. So then you want to hire someone whose images like just give you that feeling and you can't maybe even put words to it, but you want that sort of that atmosphere. That's something that's really like a classic is maybe a good, a good word for it. Um, because it feels like 
your parents' wedding photos or your grandparents' yeah. wedding photos. Like there's something kind of there that isn't as sharp as digital or isn't mm-hmm. as kind of, um, I don't know. Uh, and I really, I really love digital <laughs> too. Yeah. You know, it's not like I want to be despairing about digital, but, uh, but there is something just really classic, timeless, uh, that people respond to. And well, mm-hmm. I guess the reason I'm asking that is so that, you know, for those who are listening, if like, is it something that they should actually go to consider? Like when they sit down they say, okay, we're going to go look for a photographer. Is that a question to decide? Is it do we do film or or do we do digital or should it first be let's go look for a photographer who has the style in what I think I like when I look at their images first. I think that. And okay. So that first and foremost and if it happens to be that the photographer's work that they're falling in love with offers film and or digital um it's just kind of a bonus because they're you're going to get a little bit there is a you yay or nay that they're going to see a difference between the film and the digital images mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think they're going to see it um okay i think uh you know a refined eye would see that and okay. pick, pick up on it okay okay so let me ask you this is there a should anyone listening expect price differences because it's film and not just because it's the talent is there a separation there because i totally understand this the talent thing and like i want this photographer because clearly i am so drawn to his or her work and everything that i see her or him taking images of is what i want to be reflected out of my wedding and so, yay, I love this person. But is there any kind of like cost analysis that anyone needs to be like prepared for? Because, you know, outside of the talent that because you are also offering film, your rates are more. Or is it that not the case that it's the same as digital? Yeah, well, I'm glad you asked that because shooting film is a much more expensive option for a photographer. So, you know, I spend uh, about $30 a roll that I shoot. And uh, just on the film and the developing and scanning. And so then you take that times 30 rolls, we'll just do the math. That's just my out of pocket on shooting Mm -hmm. film. And 30 rolls is not, I mean, I used to shoot more like 50 rolls at a wedding before uh, digital came along. So mm-hmm. it really can impact the cost, um, just the base cost, and just know that a film photographer might be more expensive as a result. Okay. But I would also say that people who are shooting film, it, because it's just a much steeper learning curve, you're either going to get somebody who has been shooting film like me for a long time, or someone who has learned film, maybe learn digital first and then learn film. So you're tending mm-hmm. to get a more experienced photographer. Nobody, That's what I've come across. nobody starts out shooting film these days. So 
if you get a film photographer, they're probably going to be more expensive for both the reasons we were talking about. One, Mm -hmm. just base cost is more. And two, they're more experienced. Yeah. Yeah. Because they've turned, they either put the time in learning back when that was the only option, or they've now learned, like they've gone through the process to be educated and learn more recently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And guys, when we say more recently, I think I want to say, Liz, was this like 2008? Is that sound right? 2007, six, seven, six, seven. I feel like it was in there, like the change where digital just started to approach weddings. Doesn't that sound right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it started to peak in there even sooner. Um, I would say. Oh, you're right. Because I think I feel like it was maybe 2005 or six. Yeah, I because I got married in 2000 and that was all film. But I mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to say 2004, 2005 is when yeah. it started, like really started in earnest. And then um, I didn't really start shooting digital. I started like maybe about 2010 is when I felt like, okay, it's good enough now. And I'm going to start yeah. to work it in. And really I bought a new digital camera. I'm going to say two years ago. And that was the first digital camera I ever truly fell in love with. <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> it, took you, it took you a long time to truly fall in love with yeah. it. Yeah. That's great though, because you know, you're a master of your craft and I, that, that definitely comes through in your work. But I think that's, it's just another reason why someone would want a veteran on their team who, you know, really knows the, you know, the quality and how to work with that kind of um, media. So mm-hmm. that's, that's, I think it's, I think it's a strong point to be made mm-hmm. that, you know, especially if you've got someone who started in film and I, and I think that's another thing that something that you brought up earlier that I do want to touch back on is that, for those who did learn on film, your sense of what to capture is in essence just that much more refined because you were limited before, where now it's it's the there's no limit. I mean, they can just be taking pictures of absolutely. I mean, we do it with our phones. Mm-hmm. Click, 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 and pick our favorite. Yeah. Where and. Is it still the case where when you take a film photo, you can't see the back, see it in the back of the camera? Correct. Yeah. Oh, you really don't get to see it until it comes yeah. back to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of exciting, though, I would imagine for you when those come back. Like Christmas Day. Is it? Yeah. No, it's so exciting because sometimes I'll get that like, like from the top of my head to my toes, I get this like feeling about a shot. And it was taken with film, but I can like see it in my head and I feel Mm -hmm. it in my body. And like, when that comes back from the lab, I'm like, I got to see, did I get it? Did I get it? Did I get it? And then like, I see it and I'm like, yes, that moment. I remember that. And I remember how like, it was like a full body experience when I took that shot and I knew it would be magical and it is. And um, so, yeah, I love getting my film back. And I will say this from experience from the few um, film photographers that I've worked with. What One thing that I've noticed is that you all seem to be very intent on the images that you're taking. 
And, but at the same time, I don't see you taking as many images, like just not, I don't want to say haphazardly because that's not what I mean, mm-hmm. but you're, I, think, I feel like the intention is there. Like there's so much more intention. Um, yeah. You know, and, and clearly for that reason, which brings me to my next question, because as someone who is shooting film and digital, do your clients or do clients of those photographers who do both or just film have less images to hand to the client as someone who just does digital? Hmm. I wonder. Do you even know? I, I don't know how to, what other photographers do, but in my case, I, I deliver probably the same amount and then more because of digital, because because ah. I've added digital and because I tend now to take more shots on the dance floor that I maybe would have back when it was a hundred percent film. Uh, yeah. And so in that way, but I don't think that a film photographer necessarily delivers less images though, you know, they might. They might. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's a good question for a client to ask, like, how many images can they expect? Uh, I tend to tell people that or how it works out for me is about 100 images per hour of coverage about. Uh, And I, I, I go through everything and make sure I get rid of things that are redundant. And maybe I might look at 10 photos and pick one that's like mm-hmm. the best of those 10 shots. And so sometimes I think that it's easier to deliver more uh, because it doesn't take as much time. Mm-hmm. It takes me a lot of time to edit through and deliver what I think is the best shot out of 10. That takes a lot of looking and back and forth and uh, so when I deliver an edit, I like to think that it's a really high quality edit. So you, you don't want to think to yourself that you are getting more by getting more. Got it. <laughs> you Got know, it. I, I mm-hmm. think that in, in so, sometimes like I'll be vetting a second shooter and ask them to send me a gallery and I look at it and it, perhaps because when I deliver images, I deliver prints. So again, there's a financial motivation for me to make sure I'm yeah. not over delivering. But oftentimes, um, emerging photographers just give, uh, just give like a, you know, a, a, the digital files. So they're not really motivated to quell those down. And when I'm vetting second shooters and looking at their galleries, I think, oh my god, why are they giving all of these shots? Like. Yeah. This well, I, that, I feel like, pardon me for interrupting, but no. I feel like that can be really overwhelming, you know, as a a couple who's receiving those to receive 2,200 images. 100%. <laughs> I totally agree. Right? Yeah. When, you know, I, I will say that I find that clients love when they get highlights, you know, that are just like, these because you know as an expert what really are the best images like you have gone through all thousand or whatever how many you've taken to curate them down to 
um, you know, the best of the best Mm -hmm. for them. Like you've taken the hard part out. So when someone receives thousands of images, it's 12 of grandma. Like it's just like on your phone. I'm the same way in my phone. Like I wish I didn't take so many pictures because there's, I wish there was just one good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. This is my vote for let the photographers be your guide on on, on culling those images, on curating what you're going to see. Exactly, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Liz, is there anything else that you think that we need to let everyone know about film versus digital? Yeah, well... I. I I was trying to think through what the differences are and what, for instance, I might bring to a client that a digital photographer doesn't. And one of the things, because I like film, I offer is a lot of different perspectives on a wedding day. So for instance, you know, you see me on a wedding day and I usually have three or four cameras physically yeah. on me, mm-hmm. you know, right. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. what I'm shooting is kind of from a lot of different perspectives and a lot of different, uh, lenses. Um, for instance, when I shoot film, the film that I shoot mostly right now is what's called medium format film. So it's a little bit bigger and the lenses are just gorgeous. And the way, the way it captures is really just beyond what a 35 millimeter could ever do. Uh, now I happen to have a medium format digital as well, because I'm such a nut, but I, I I think that that perspective that I bring with the different cameras and the different films really adds a lot of dimension to a photography coverage of your wedding. Another camera I always keep with me is a little toy camera. It costs $50. I mean, it's just nothing. It's a plastic toy camera. and But the way it captures is just one of a kind. Like you can't, you can't do that with a digital camera, literally. I and love that. So I think what a film photographer brings is a lot of dimension as a consequence of, in my case, being a a hybrid, but Mm. because you're, you're shooting all these different formats and films and cameras and lenses, it's not just one note, you know, Yeah, photographers, uh, you know, like when I shoot maybe a commercial job, that's all digital, everything feels the same, probably in a good way. Right. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's, you know, I'm shooting it almost all with the same lens. I'm shooting it all digital. It feels super consistent. But like, what do you want for your wedding coverage? You want something you can put on the wall. You you want you want like a, a variety, right? You don't want just right. like one note. You want so that's I think what a a film photographer can really bring is like a sense of like whimsy and, and experimental, you know, capture or, or not experimental. <laughs> that makes it sound maybe a little like, a little uh, iffy, but you know what I mean. Like something just like more dimensional uh and more like art that's exactly i was i was waiting for you to like get to the end of your sentence like liz it's art that's what it is in the end your your wedding is artful and you're showing that 
because you're right that your 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 images you should have dimension because your wedding does as well. There's so many different things and um locations and people and um lighting. There's just so many the ups and downs of your entire day and just the feel and emotion in the room from one minute to the next can be so complex. Mm -hmm. So I love that. I love that you said that because I just love that you said that to be honest (laughs) with you. I I think it's great. I love that. Yeah. So Liz, thank you so much. This has been a, a totally enlightening conversation with you because, you know, I, I just, like I said, I just don't know that I've ever, had the opportunity to ask so many questions about it and to really understand the differences. You know, I, I I know that I, when I see film images that I love them. Now I think I understand why that's the case, but I love the whole concept of the artfulness that, you know, having a hybrid photographer brings, you know, that you bring all the tools to capture all that in so many different ways. Yeah. Yeah. You're amazing. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was a blast. I love it. I love podcasting because, you know, I get to learn one and I get to see friends like you too, but then we get to tell everyone who's listening, like to help them understand, to make really great wedding decisions. And that's the whole point. Like, you know, maybe they weren't even considering film before. It may not have ever come to your mind, guys to consider a film photographer or to seek that out for one reason or another, or that, you know, maybe it's just not for you. Maybe it's, you just want it to look like a magazine and that is great. That's fine. But like Liz said, if there's, if you, there's anything, any part of you that wants to feel all those different things in different ways throughout your wedding day or your entire weekend, as you and I have experienced, um, that's a way to do it. It's another way to consider it. So thank you. Thank you. I love this. All right. Liz, I appreciate you and I can't wait to work with you again. You too. Thanks so much. I'm so glad to be able to share my wedding experiences and expertise with you and that my co-hosts are so giving of theirs. We truly do want you to have the best time at your wedding. And our hope is that this podcast is helping you to make your engagement time while planning your wedding that much easier. May I ask a favor of you if this is the case? Would you just take a moment to leave a review of this podcast on your listening platform? It helps people just like you to find the podcast and to also find out their answers so they can make decisions. I would also absolutely love for you to give this versus that podcast a shout out on your social media. You can find us at this versus that wedding podcast on Instagram. And if you would like me to help you with a specific question, a wedding decision, please, by all means, ask. Send me a DM. I would love to hear from you. And maybe, just maybe even have you as a wedding guest on a future episode. How fun. Here's to another great wedding.